You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy-laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. We are back with another episode of Gospel-Centered Rest, and I'm joined, as always, with Pastor David and Pastor Byron. And we're going to be talking about uh, a few themes, really, that came out of Sunday's sermon in Acts chapter 3, specifically having to do with how we deal with others uh, that are outside the church or even with one another. How do, we show, um, how do we show grace and compassion to those that might be under a different belief system or that might be different than we are, that, um, that might be in a different religion or just a different way of looking at life? So we're going to look, we're going to look at that in just, just a moment. But I wanted to just open up a couple of just random questions for you guys. One of them being, what are you reading right now that you would suggest as a good book that somebody else could read that might be listening, that might be encouraged by it? But what are you reading? Because I, I know you guys are always reading. Byron. <laughs> Byron. <laughs> what I'm reading right now is a throwback. I'm not Ooh. sure if anybody could actually find it. I was going through my library saying there's way too many books here that I've never actually read. So the one I'm reading right now is a biography of T.T. Shields. From, he pastored Jarvis Street Baptist Church in Toronto back in the early part of the 1900s. Just seeing his life and how things worked out and personality and how it comes through, it's interesting, it's challenging. People that I know and love knew him personally. So I guess I would say you may not want to read T.T. Shields, yeah. But it's worthwhile picking up the life of other believers. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's from our time period. Maybe it's from 100 years ago. But seeing how they handled life and what yeah. they went through, it's worth the consideration. Yeah. Reading a biography or an autobiography. Yeah. Um, the other thing I read recently was Under Our Skin. A fellow by the name of Watson, I believe is the last name, just talking about the whole Black Lives Matter and issues of racism and how they come out. Challenging, trying to challenge my own thinking and understanding because mm -hmm. I know I've got, I've got lots of blind spots. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. David. Yeah, this isn't going to be as spiritual as Byron's. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, especially when you talk about T.T. Shields, right? <laughs> 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 um, I'm uh, right now. I'm reading uh, the rise and triumph of the modern self hmm. by uh, Carl Truman, which is very interesting because it talks about uh, specifically about um, uh, well, he talks about many things, but actually, I'm, it's audible. I'm listening to it, okay. um, which is kind of a new experience for me. But uh, LGBTQ or LGD LGBTQ. Thank you. Um, and just just understanding, uh, it talks a lot about the psychologized self, uh, the therapeutic self, um, how we, some of the challenges, uh, very interesting culturally, to understand it culturally. And then the other one that I'm reading is, um, it's, it's called uh, The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma, uh, wow. which is uh, very interesting because it, um, it challenges some of the... Uh, the norms in psychology today, uh, it really does open up the, how an amazing God 
uh, created the brain, how little we know of it, um, and just some common grace ways of of people finding relief from PTSD and mm. from trauma. So mm. uh, it's yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, those are some really yeah. good, really good resources. Um, we had but everybody should read John Bunyan's The Pilgrim Progress. <laughs> <laughs> That's we'd what we're to, supposed to say on this <laughs> on this podcast, right? We to, we to add that one. <laughs> and I, do, I, I only joke that like there. that because I don't... <laughs> actually, well, I'll be honest, yeah. and because yeah. this goes to millions, sure, go so ahead. I'm really being vulnerable. There's actually a quote <laughs> on the bookshelf behind you from Pilgrim's Progress, so, <laughs> so go right ahead. Um, the only way I made it through Pilgrim's Progress was... This was like 15, 20 years ago, yeah. listening to it on cassette tapes. Sure. Oh, I wow. found it hard to read. Not yeah. hard to read. I mean, I, yeah. I could read it, but hard. But when I listened to it, I, yeah. I, I just sure. enjoyed yeah. that more. So cassette tapes were the original Audible. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's good. You know, it's good. Well, yep. spe- speaking of John Bunyan, um, you listening can't see this, but on the table in front of us is his works from like 1853. I think Byron provided us with that book. So it's got some nice pictures in there, David, so it might help you get through um, it. Uh, yeah, if I have a few pictures, I'm definitely <laughs> more interested. <laughs> there you go. So, something, uh, something that, I've, uh, that I've been reading recently has been that little book by David Palson. And yeah. David, you and I were talking about this because yeah. you, had, you had just recently rammed through that pretty quickly, I, I assume, but it's a, it's a good book. It's like a digest, like you really yeah. can digest this one, but it's a, it's a small book just on sanctification and how it works. Um, and I'd suggest that to anybody to read. And then another one that I'm reading, it's kind of an older one, older by modern terms, I guess. Uh, it's written by uh, Paul David Tripp and Timothy Lane, The Relationships. You're a, a young mess. guy. A mess worth <laughs> worth making. It's not as old as John Bunyan, but it's going to say. I mean, we talked like eighteen hundred. Trip Trip is starting to get a little old. Um, oh, Trip, we're sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, he listens every week. <laughs> listens every week. He's like, I wonder what wisdom I can glean from those Canadian pastors. Uh, no, but so there's there's some really good books, and so what what we're going to do is I'm going to provide the links for these books in our on our website or somewhere. Sure. But we're going to provide links, and, and, and if you're interested in, in reading along with what we're reading, then by all means. The other thing I wanted to mention before we dive into today's topic, and I'm watching the time, uh, the other thing I want to mention is that if you've got questions from any of the sermons or any of the podcasts, you're like, hey, that's a there's a certain issue that I would love to hear more about uh, or just to hear explained better biblically, then you can send us, send us an email. You can send it through the church website. Uh, at gracegalt.ca or gracegalt.com or gbccambridge.com. They all go to the same place, but Beautiful. you can just send a... Uh, or the 10 a, other ones. Or the 10 other ones. <laughs> you can just send a message through our website and, and let us know uh, what your question is or a topic that you'd like us to cover, and we'd be more than happy to, uh, to answer any questions or to cover any topics. So uh, back to today's topic and how we are to respond and how we're to treat others in particular. I want to talk about those who are maybe outside the church, those who maybe um, aren't believers, have a different worldview, have a different perspective on life that we would see as part of part of the world. Um, now, to open up a conversation, David, would you mind just uh, talking briefly about the passage on Sunday 
and why on Sunday you thought this passage from Acts chapter 3 spoke to this issue so well. Yeah, I think it was, well, I, for, for me as I read the passage, uh, verse 4, Peter along with John looked straight at him and said, look at us. Um, that's what you do when you're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's even more meaningful than that where uh, this, this beggar who uh, you would almost think in a, in a world sort of way they would pay very little attention to. They would either pass by without giving money or they would just give money quickly and move on uh, to, to go into the temple. But uh, when they said look straight at him, uh, to me, I understand that to be it's not just um, they 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 wanted to engage in his story. What what was his story? I mean, they saw a bit of it. He was being carried, beautiful the, by the beautiful gate close to the temple. You know certain things, but straight at him was, I am I am going to engage with you, and then the dignity and value to be able to say, look at us, please engage with us. If you would like to engage with us, engage. So there's the conversation that takes place: compassionate dignity. Um, powerful uh, because he's healed and then finally the act of Christ where you reach down you know he could have gotten up by himself because he was leaping <laughs> he was uh, he was ready to leap up yeah um, so why did they have to reach down and and pull him up they reached down and pulled him up because I just think that that's what Jesus did mm-hmm. they were living out the example of Jesus and then following up on that uh, and maybe this is what you're heading towards is because of that compassionate uh, moment that carried with it dignity, power, um, the example of the love of Jesus, Peter was able to preach. Mm. So it wasn't Peter just preaching. Um, there was an occasion that led, and it wasn't just the miracle, mm. it was the compassion. Um, and so you put the compassion, you can have power without compassion and dignity, you can have dignity and compassion without power, but Peter puts that together, and then putting the putting the entire chapter together um, you can have grace, which is what they showed, mm-hmm. without truth, mm-hmm. which is what Peter preached. And you can have truth uh, without grace, and what you see in Acts 3 is grace and truth. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, Byron, thinking in context of our context today, and maybe some who are listening that are in a workplace, or maybe we're talking with our neighbors, or just somebody on the street, somebody just walks into church who, who's, um, who doesn't have any, any kind of relationship with the Lord or anything like that. How would these, these types of principles that were brought out on Sunday, how would, how would that impact those conversations with those people, or how we would treat those people? I think it starts with treating them as people, which means they're not your pet project. They're not an agenda. Who are they? Where have they come from? That takes listening. It takes some time. Now, yes, all situations may not allow that. But in normal circumstances... Listen. Talk less, listen more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're taught almost differently sometimes in yeah. church to talk more. Yeah. Uh, get yeah. your story out. You have to yeah. evangelize yeah. by words. You have to get out the death, burial, and resurrection of That's Jesus right. in that first conversation, yeah. or you've 
or you failed it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like I like the you the you the you both have have spoken to that a little bit because because um, even like when you when you look at the example of Jesus, I'm thinking in particular of Matthew chapter nine verse thirty six. It says this: uh, When Jesus saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Mm -hmm. And we see Jesus a a few times, just uh, even in the book of Luke, when he approaches the city, what does he do? He weeps as he's coming in uh, for the the Passion Week. Uh, He sees the brokenness. He sees the hurt. He sees that there are a sheep without a shepherd, and he has that deep compassion for them. Um, so yeah, so I love the we that we talked about that and that we brought that out because I think sometimes we see people more as projects, and I think you were you even mm-hmm. said this on Sunday. We see people more as projects than we do as somebody who's created in the image of God. That this is an opportunity for us to show compassion like Jesus did, and really, we should almost be broken for 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 people who are lost, people who are. Uh, having a, a hard time with life that, as Jesus puts it, distressed and dejected. Like mm-hmm. that should just break us yeah. to to the point of compassion, rather than ramming a message right off the bat down yeah. our throat. Yeah, and and to add to that, it's interesting because Peter's sermon, while it while he preaches Christ, yeah. he also preaches the hope of Christ. Mm-hmm. So he does, you know, he confronts them that Jesus was crucified. He is the resurrected Savior, which is a primary message uh, throughout Acts. But then he, he talks about seasons of refreshing in verse 20. Um, he talks about the time of restoration of all things. So part of the message mm-hmm. is not just, you know, we're sinners um, and we are, but part of the message is the great hope. Yeah. That and even the great hope that Jesus offers by the presence of the Holy Spirit, and it, like we said on or said on Sunday, it's such an amazing uh, introduction. Or this sermon has such an amazing introduction, but it also has such an, an amazing uh, conclusion. So the introduction is, fellow Israelites, why are you amazed at this? And that healing had just been done, so we'd be amazed at the healing. But he says there's even a greater message, and that's the gospel message. But the conclusion is just as amazing because he talks about. Um, and send him first to you uh, to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. Mm. Our evil ways have consequences. Uh, and for God's gospel to be so rich and so deep that by the Spirit we would turn from our evil ways and live differently. Uh, and it doesn't guarantee blessing, but it does uh, give a sense of peace and rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, to us, so it's it's an amazing sermon of not just even when we talk with people, it's not just lifestyle or it's not just their sin. It's Christ and the hope that He's brought for mm-hmm. us, it, um, change of life to um, the peace and to the blessing of Christ. Yeah, I guess I guess the question is is then. So we're building relationships with people, we're connecting with people, we're showing the compassion, and Peter gets to that point where he he shares the truth, he shares the message, he shares the hope, he also shares the reality of sin and the reality of of um, of the necessity of having a payment for our sin. So, how do we get to that point in our relationships with people? Um, how do we how do we know when it's the right time? to stand up and preach like mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter does. Yeah. And um, is it more in how we preach or how we 
I, I know I'm using the word preach, yeah. but we're not going to sit. Yeah, you, down you can take it on a soup exactly. soapbox and you can take his but. message yeah. and make that a conversation. That mm-hmm. just becomes a, and ultimately, I think, uh, and uh, it, ultimately, what Peter is doing is that's just that's just who we become. Uh, the living word becomes the living word inside of us. So we do have a heart um, for those who are broken because of their mm-hmm. sin or because of their, their choices. But we also have the hope, and that's where the power comes in, the hope that life can be changed. Um, and so I, I, but I, so when does that happen? I think it just happens naturally. Mm-hmm. The, the more um, dignity, compassion uh, that someone is shown um, and it's it's not all the time, but then the more and the more that you know their story, the more they're willing to listen to the story of Christ on a human level. Mm-hmm. When you say, "How do you know it's the right time?" Yeah, I think in one sense that sets us up for a problem because it assumes there is one right mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, if we back off from that and don't say, "I've got to know." when to say it and when not to say it, it takes a heck of a lot of pressure off. And if I'm in a relationship with somebody, maybe I look back and said, you know, I could have said something yesterday. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe you could have. But you can say something tomorrow when it comes up. You know, it's not a one-shot deal. Yeah. And in most relationships and in most of our conversations, it's ongoing. It's not like I'm going to see this person now and never see them for the rest of our lives. We trust God as we're living life in our relationships, asking for opportunities, looking for them, mm-hmm. missing them. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of do I care and am I willing to say something as the opportunities do come up and I'm praying for them. You know, that, that's how I'm trying and I fail all the time. Mm-hmm. But you think, okay. One step at a time, one day at a time. Yeah, and sometimes I, we again we we approach it as as a task, as something that we've got to get done. We've got to get the message out. We got to do this, and, and of course there is a, there is an urgency to the message, and there is a, there is a point, there is a time to specifically share the message. But another another point that we can make from the passage from mm-hmm. Acts chapter three is that they they did good to yeah. this man. Yeah. They did good, and I I can't help but remember. Um, be, or sorry, be reminded of Galatians 6, chapter, or chapter 6, verse 10, that says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. So there's this, um, there's this idea that we are to do good for those outside the household of faith, especially those within the household of faith, but to do good for those out, uh, uh, who are outside the household of faith. And Peter did good for this man. He mm-hmm. healed this man, um, he gave this man something he didn't expect that he would get. Um, so I think that's also an important part of of the conversation is when we are uh, when we are living compassion towards the world, uh, we are called also to do good to them, to love to love people, to be hospitable, to be generous to the person who might have a completely different lifestyle than you, uh, to exhibit okay, very basic, the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Basic, and that's, but profound. Exactly, and that's what Peter says. Like, I don't have this, so I don't have silver and gold, mm-hmm. but I do have this. And every believer has. Um, part of the reason how we know, to just add to that last question, is because Peter preached in the Spirit. Yeah. We live in the Spirit. The Spirit leads us into those conversations, open, opens up doors. 
but part of it is recognizing we, we, we actually don't have a lot to give. Yeah. Um, but what we can always give is understanding someone's story, compassion, dignity, and we can give, um, we can live out and give the gospel. That's, and whether, whatever our circumstances, that's never taken away from us. 